Even before we start praying, go for it. So I don't plan on talking long. I plan on having us pray long because the session is a prevailing prayer session. Amen. So uh, today we are praying. They, there is prayer and then there is what we will do. <laughs> do we love prayer? You will prevail in prayer. And you know, what will happen is that today, intercessors will arise. Yeah, because this is a gathering of intercessors. So by association, even if you are not conferred with the authority to intercede at a high level, today it will be conferred on you. Amen. It's okay. It's okay, you guys. God, pray for them. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, and that's one thing I've noticed about revival. It's not, it's, it's not for you to control. You know, because sometimes we want revival, and when revival comes, then we now say, oh, the Holy Spirit now relax. <laughs> when he comes, he doesn't come to spectate and follow your strategy and your program. When the Holy Spirit comes, he comes with his agenda. So if he moves left, we also move left. So the secret in a revival is then yieldedness. Because we are so eager to say, Holy Spirit, come. And when he comes, we now say, now take the back seat, watch our program. Watch my sermon. That's not what the Holy Spirit comes to do. Amen. We are going to look at um, prevailing prayer because that's the theme for today. So I want us to read from Mark, Mark chapter 10, 46 to 52. And it reads, we are hungry, we are thirsty, we want your fire. That's not what it reads. 46 says, then they came to Jericho as Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard what, that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he knew this is my time to receive my breakthrough. So he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, 
have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more. Son of David, have mercy on me. It may be in this service, someone may look at you with the look of, why wouldn't Bange Chongo? But when you want to prevail and you are desperate in prayer, you will be like Batmeas because he knows, I have been blind all this while. I am not going to let someone that wants some silence to hinder me from seeing today. Imagine if you have suffered calamity for years. And maybe let me just give this example. Have you seen how that sometimes the president is probably moving through a certain compound or a certain area, and then the people of that compound have suffered long. The water they drink is dirty. Zesco has not connected them for years, despite applying, despite pursuing. And then now when they see the president, sometimes the police will be trying by all means to restrict and restrain them. But you will see them shout, Bakateka, Bakateka, Tulolesheni And I remember there's one video I saw, he actually turned for one of the people and he asked the question, well, What is it? Now imagine if you had an encounter with the Lord of Lords and your condition has been like that for years. Are you going to let the person next to you hinder you from receiving? You will shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, help me. Do you know you can be in a service like this one where your breakthrough is set and you see sometimes this is the challenge we have. We are in a service that is so pregnant and so saturated with God Instead of getting your portion in that service, you have told yourself, I'll see the pastor after. The pastor after may be tired. And the next anointing is for eating and sleeping. There is a moment in which God is doing something and you must take advantage of it. There's a story of how in the Bible that the waters would be scared by the angels. And when they were scared, one would jump into it. There is a time in a service when you discover that the waters are scared. And you ought to jump into it. Verse 49. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man, cheer up. Cheer up. On your feet, he is calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, I want to see. Even if you encounter Jesus, because he loves specificity, so that you can give glory to him, he will still ask you, despite seeing that you are blind, he will ask you, what do you want me to do for you? And that is why when you render a request today, make sure it is specific. Sometimes when I want to just test, I'll say, I want to check this thing. I'll be specific. And my glory to God is even high. Say, Lord, I am asking for 346 <laughs> you have to be specific today. Don't just say, Lord, whatever it is that you want me to break through in. No. And that is why you see, sometimes we are in a service like this one, in a time where we are supposed to scream and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. We don't make that cry loudly. I shared a story of how that I remember 
I was at school and I heard someone pray at the bush. He knew other people would hear. He started crying out. Lord, deal with my last. He knew in that moment that the atmosphere where he was was scared. And the power of the Holy Spirit was present to deal with the situation he was dealing with. But when you are not tired of your bondage, you will say, this instruction that has been given, I'm going to pray it from home. So when we pray, we are going to render requests before God, openly. The place will be open. If you feel like coming to the altar, if you feel like going behind me, that's your... If you feel like going to lie down in the rain, that's your... Just make sure you are free. If you can manage to get on top of the roof and say, Jesus... Maybe you, if you feel it will get you closer <laughs> to heaven. Make that cry. He says, I want to see. 52. Go, said Jesus. Your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. There are different types of prayer. There is what is referred to as passive prayer. As the name entails, passive prayer is rendered casually and may not even desperately expect a result. It's passive. Sometimes you don't expect something. You just say, oh, Lord, do something. But you're not expecting a result. It's just passive. And you know, with passive prayer, the answer can wait. <laughs> there are some situations that can't wait. When you render passive prayer, you receive passive results. Because passive prayer has no agency. Believe me you, if the answer to your prayer is the only thing between you and your breakthrough, you will not pray passively. Passive prayer. Many people offer passive prayer. Many people in a service are in a place where they are only open to prayer passively. And I'll explain what that means. It's like you hear that a declaration will be made to say this will happen. And you just passively Receive it. You don't believe it will happen. A pastor may say, this week is your week of breakthrough and prospering. You will say amen powerfully. But your attitude towards it is passive. It explains why you are getting passive results. Passive prayer doesn't achieve much. A passive attitude equally doesn't achieve much. Then there is progressive prayer. Under progressive prayer, people are ready to wait. It's, it's, it's like the prayer you would offer. It's, it's, it's those continual prayers you offer 
You can offer it today. And it can yield fruit. As you continually pray over an issue, it yields fruit. It will yield fruit. This is the type of prayer many offer on a progressive basis and may not even expect answers in the now. May not expect answers in the now. Do you know that the early church would move between the last mode of prayer I will share and also progressive prayer and passive prayer. There is a time Peter is in prison and the church gathers and they begin to pray for Peter. And when He comes to the door, he knocks, young girl goes there, what was the name of the Was it Rhoda? Bible scholars? What was her name? <laughs> she goes to the door, she sees Peter, goes back, tells them. The church says, Peter is at the door. And they say, well, it must be his angel. Even the early church, they were praying but religiously. They were not expecting that Peter would be liberated. Have you ever been in a place where someone brings a request before you? No, my auntie is sick. You have even concluded that. This is our sister. You need to stand with her. I can tell you that 80% of the believers today get shocked when an answer comes. Ask her. The early church equally got shocked. They were praying that Peter would be released, but when he got released, they were saying, no, 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 no. it's his angel. out for it. And when the result comes, you are short. And sometimes you see that by the lack of preparation. So someone is, the power of prayer is being lost because many are at passive prayer. Many have just said it will just be progressive. We don't expect results to come. The lack of preparation will show you that you didn't believe your prayers would be You are praying for a job. You have not prepared your suit for the first day of work. You are not expecting that it will come. You are praying that God will open a door to an institution of learning. You have not gotten your books ready. You have not packed your bags. And so when God answers, then you say, Pastor, they have accepted me. So now, what I just made is, I didn't have time to pray. So, then the third way we pray is prevailing prayers. And this, these are the ones we want to pray today. This is Desperate prayer. This is desperate prayer. It seeks answers and it needs breakthrough desperately and now. It seeks answers, seeks breakthrough desperately and it needs it now. Prevailing prayers. Some characteristics of prevailing prayers, then we will pray those types of prayers. 
The reason why I'm giving you the characteristics of prevailing prayers is so that you know how to align and position yourself when we begin to pray. Number one, prevailing prayers don't observe any protocol or decorum. Prevailing prayers don't observe protocol or decorum. You will see constantly in the Bible, and that's why again I started with giving you the ways in which he actually read that prayer. You will see how in the Bible that there were prayers that were rendered that were not at a desperate place and protocol in rendering those prayers was followed. There were prayers that were rendered in desperate places and protocol was not observed. For example, you will see some protocols in prayer in the Bible. You will see how some will say, begin with thanksgiving, then move into praise. Then before you move into praise, then you now start to offer your requests. That can wait. At progressive prayer, that can work even at the first level. But when you have a desperate situation, which I believe many of us have been there, the protocol is not observed. Sometimes you will not even start with, Lord, thank you. So, start with thank I will enter his <laughs> court with thanksgiving then I will <laughs> you forgot it when you are in a desperate situation you know I, I, I've shared this several times and I'll bring it again I remember when we were believing for the healing of that, and he was in the ICU. It was not the protocol I followed. Well, of course, I tried everything. So sometimes I even tried to follow the style, maybe the lack of protocol. <laughs> then sometimes I'll just go in the prayer closet and just say, oh. observed. In Matthew 14, 30, I'll not read most of these so that we pray. In Matthew 14, 30, when Peter drowned, his prayer was, Lord, save me. If you are walking on water, let's just assume that Sunday service, because Jesus had very interesting services. Imagine that Sunday service Pastor Chilombo comes, tells the church, today we are not meeting from here. There's a bus picking all of us up to bring us back. Leave your cars. Let's go to Kafue River. Today there's a demonstration I have. We've been talking about power. There's something I want to show you. <laughs> so I let pick up Mario. Marriage to come. I say, well, Marriott needs to repair both factory. And when we, when I went to Chabinuka, I was on one of those things. Those, what do you call them, canoes. And I saw Vida also do that wherever she went. I, me, there are many things that fight me to test my life. When you are, 
So I tried one of those things because it was part of the package. And you know, if you're African like me, you must use all the money. So cheese tasting, uh, what's that? Game drive, uh, whatever, all those things that were there. I said I must use them. So now when we go to the going on that water thing, the thing literally, and I'm asking the guy, do people of food? He said, yeah, but we are experts. I'm like, just what? Yeah, there are many things you think of what is that thing. So now I say, as a pastor, and I say, well, church, today I'm going to show you something. I'm going to demonstrate a certain realm of power. I'm going to call forth marriage. And he's going to walk on the water. So let's assume this towel here is where the water is. And you drown from this particular one. And the church is cheering. <laughs> Sorry. Wait, don't get to the drum, let them cheer. <laughs> and then everyone is excited. And then Marriott gets here and he drowns, you can just Marriott, you can get up to the <laughs> When he is in his drowning state. He is drowning. Do you think he will firstly enter the courts? <laughs> do you think he will do that? Do you think he will do that? The first thing he will say is, Lord, help me. Um, pastor, In Luke 19, verses number 1 to 10, you can read it later. Zacchaeus broke protocol by climbing a sycamore tree. He was a wealthy man. It was not expected for men of his caliber to do that. Zacchaeus broke protocol by climbing a sycamore tree just to reach out to Jesus because he was a very short guy. He broke every protocol of what a wealthy man should do. Desperate prayers break protocols. You may be saying, well, I am rich. I am wealthy. I can't pray like that. Desperate prayers break protocols. And sometimes I see that Certain people are just not desperate enough. Well, I'm a high person in society. I'm an older person. No, I'm young. No, I'm a cool youth. I can't do that. You are not desperate. Desperate prayers break protocol. Mark chapter number two, verses number four. Let's see how these guys were so desperate. Mark two. I'll end from where I will end from. Mark 2. Mark chapter number 2, verses number 4. Okay, let's start from verse 1. A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door. There was no room left, not even outside the door. And he preached the word to them. Some men came, bringing to him a paralyzed man, carried by four men. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it, and then lowered the mat the man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to them, he said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven, and we know what happened next. They saw that there was no room. And his friends literally made a hole in the roof just to get the paralyzed man to Jesus. Sorry? Batoa. 
And you see, in life sometimes, you need people that are as desperate as you. Because sometimes you will not have the strength. You will need people that will be so passionate to say, you must get your breakthrough. Imagine if the paralyzed man did not have people that were desperate. People that were ready to break protocol. That they would have said, and the man would have remained paralyzed. But there are people and friends that will break protocol for you. That can be your friend. That can be your mother. It can be your wife. Especially for, for us men. Sometimes there's that pride aspect. God has given you an instruction. Go and do this. And your breakthrough will come. You have refused it. And then now your wife pushes you. Breaking protocol. Number two. Prevailing prayers are violent. Matthew eleven twelve, The kingdom suffers violence. And the violent take it by force. The kingdom suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Acts chapter number 2 verses 27. Acts chapter number 2 sorry, chapter number 4 verses 27 all the way to 31. This is when the church was threatened. Indeed Herod Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles of the people of Israel in the city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal. Perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant Jesus. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Because of desperate prayers, they knew that if God doesn't answer them, they will be killed because they had been threatened as a church. So they went to meet in a place of prayer and they prayed desperately until the place that they had gathered shook. And it's not in the spirit. It shook physically because of the desperation, because of their desire to prevail in prayer. When you desire to prevail in prayer, the foundations of the things that are holding you down will shake. Because you have said, I must prevail in prayer. So they needed to prevail with God in order to prevail before men. These are violent prayers because the enemy will not allow you to prevail. Many of us think that you can go into the camp of the enemy and say, give me my destiny, give me everything you store from me, and he just gives it to you. That's why the scripture says you cannot plunder a strong man's house until you have first bound the strong man. So prevailing prayers are violent
something of that particular sort uh, something of that particular sort happens like the people that made a hole in the roof it was accounted for them as faith Zacchaeus accounted for him as faith the woman with the issue of blood accounted as faith the violence that heaven is facing or suffering is faith and that faith is ready to break protocol so these are violent prayers you are too nice that is why you have remained where you are You know, when you are dealing with men, you can guilt strip them into feeling pity for you. Even me, as a pastor, you cry two days, three days, I was mm, she. Okay, guys, again, don't still raise something. Mm, she, how can I help? You can do that to men. When it comes to dealing with the devil and your destiny, you can cry and he's saying, how can I find strategies to increase the crime? <laughs> the enemy is trying to find strategies. Say so she has been just crying water. Water is asking, how can we make it blood? Why am I Dr. D.K. Olukwa said the enemy does not want you in ICU. He wants you in a coffin. And that is why your prayers must be violent. And I always share a story. He said something when he was sharing a particular sentence. He said, there are some things you must do with, witches you must do because they will afflict you and repent and become ashes in church. <laughs> if the, the same one is called waste them before they waste you. <laughs> yeah, because he shares a story of a young man that was so brilliant. He went to, he was in the UK doing his PhD. On the day he was supposed to defend his research paper, he got before different professors he forgot the name of his research paper. When he couldn't graduate, he was so depressed, he got on a bridge in the UK, fell, and he died. His body parts were just sent in a package. And after years, the sister now gave a testimony and said, I was a witch. Actually, I inflicted my family, including my brother, but she had repented and she was the usher in church. <laughs> So, <laughs> in prevailing prayers, you must waste them before they. <laughs> so, when we start praying, don't mind me if I become violent. Don't mind me if saying die becomes easy. Because I know some of you will say, eh, Father, thank you. Die, 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 die. Uh-uh. They are violent. I have four minutes. Then we pray. They are violent. Genesis 32, 22 to 31. Jacob wrestled with an angel. Genesis 32. I'm doing it for you, Vanessa. 32, 22 to 31. Genesis chapter number 32, 22 to 31. He wrestled. And he prevailed. Until, is it his hip? Let me read it for you exactly. Let me get the exact words. Genesis. Is it his tendon? 32? 22? Okay. That night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two female servants, his 11 sons, and crossed the ford of the Jabok. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip 
so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go for it's daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go until you bless me. Those are violent prayers. The man then asked him, what is your name? Jacob answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel. Because you have struggled with God and with humans. And what has happened? You have overcome or you have his hip was raised from that push because when he had wrestled with the angel the angel said something it's about to be daybreak let me go because there are certain angels that operate in certain time frames and when the time frame has been closed up, that angel can no longer function in a different time frame. So that's why the angel noticed that it's about to be daybreak. I can't operate in this particular time frame. And we'll talk about prayer watches later and angels that operate over prayer watches. For example, at three, somewhere up until six to daybreak, the angels of breakthrough operate there. That is why when you consistently pray at that particular time, breakthrough is settled. So the angel noticed my time frame to operate is coming to a close. I must go back and render a report of all the people that labored through this time. But now it's like this guy had started his intercession late. So now the angel not says it's about to be daybreak. I must go back. He held on. Until at last, I said, I cannot let you go until you say, okay, what do you want? Someone will make a prayer today that heaven will ask, what do you want? Because the violence that you release on the kingdom of heaven, heaven must ask, Finchale Fuaya. There are certain cries, Angalila Sana, Kuraba Angalila Lira Lira, Baninavaisha, Baninavaisha, Lira Lira, Baninavaisha. Then the father will now say, I will need you, Finchale Fuaya. There must be a violence that says, Finchiale. Three, prevailing prayer is not self-conscious, but God-conscious. Prevailing prayer is not self-conscious, but God-conscious. And so in prevailing prayer, people that want to prevail in prevailing prayer, do not look at what other people are thinking of them. In prevailing prayer, you can lie on the ground and not care who is looking at you. It's not self-conscious. Your focus and your gaze is on God helping you prevail. But sometimes we come to a prayer meeting like this particular one and we are thinking of who will look at us. You are thinking of how well you did your hair this morning. How well your shirt is looking. If I kneel down, my trousers will get dirty. And yes, it will get dirty. But is keeping your tra- trousers clean if you feel the need to kneel or lay prostrate a good enough price to pay for your destiny? Sometimes you laugh at people, you see someone moving the waist and they are praying like that. And you laugh at them. You are self-conscious. When I first started speaking in tongues, I couldn't speak confidently among us people. I would wait for the instruments to be high. And then sometimes, because you know these guys, they misbehave. So they'll just cut it randomly. Boom. And then... Thank you, brother. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And because now it even became worse when I'm praying with family members because they never knew that now I speak in tongues. Some of you, you only speak in tongues at church. At home, they don't know you speak in tongues. At home, thank you, Jesus. No wonder witches are flying. 
decided I will lose consciousness and gain consciousness of God. And I began to labor. Romande Kabaya. You know, there's those tongues that are even strange. What in an But I will not be conscious of you. If God gives me utterance that is strange, I will give it expression. I have nothing to lose. After all, if I impress you with how nice my tongues are, will you bless me? If you impress the person next to you of how well composed you are when you pray, will they bless you? So when you see us pray in the next few minutes, please mind your own. You have your own tears. Number four, prevailing prayer is not time conscious. But even as you will be prevailing later, prevailing prayer is not time conscious. The charge in Luke 24, 49, when Jesus is giving to his disciples, what does he say? He says, in the city of Jerusalem until the time was to be up to when? Is it up to 14 hours? Is it up to 15 hours? Is it up to 18 hours? It was tarrying. The only time you stop tarrying is when the requirement of that until is met. And in this case, that requirement of that until is prevailing. That is why after today, if you feel the need to go to the Unzalons there and pray, so that that until is satisfied, you must meet it. Why do you want to stop praying when God has not answered? Prevailing prayer does not say I will stop at 15. It says I will stop when I prevail. That is why men that are after prevailing at some point stop looking at time. In as much as time is important in prayer, and Jesus observed that, that is why he could see at the get, in Gethsemane that uh, the disciples had not prayed an hour because he could observe time. But there's a time when you need to prevail, and Jesus' instruction to you is tarry until. You are at the verge of breakthrough. And then you now decide to stop prayer. No, you stop when you have prevailed. And sometimes in spiritual warfare, one of the things I have realized is that I only stop when I get a breakthrough. The fast can start if I have not received my breakthrough. Why am I breaking the fast? Why do you want to end the 50-day fast when you have not prevailed? This is not a good message for the last day of the fast. <laughs> Gets the attention of heaven. When Jesus was going to Jairus' house and Zacchaeus broke protocol, Jesus was not intending on seeing Zacchaeus. But because he expressed desperation, Jesus stopped and said, I will spend the night at your house. Prevailing prayer will get the attention of heaven. Prevailing prayer will stop heaven. Prevailing prayer, God may have come. And the reason why God has come is that he has come to encounter that one and that one. With your desperation, he can be going to Jairus' household. With your desperation, he can turn towards his children. 
with him and say, I will spend the night at your house. That is how certain men have found themselves tapping into things that they were not supposed to receive. God has designated and said, these two mantles of revival, I am giving them to this man of God and this man of God. That man of God is passive. One young girl, one young guy decides to be desperate enough. And heaven stops and says, I will spend the night at your house. I want us to stand. So don't play the keyboard here. I'll give you the instruction. Let's stay there. The atmosphere is going to build up. So just take your time. session, God himself will start doing things. There's no prayer point. The prayer point is, I don't know, me, I just want to prevail. Thank you. Le Kobashi le mantele ba le pale ba le katana 